Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nasios. As always, we have a full slate of NHL games. Actually, not a full slate, but eight games uh, today. Feels like a full slate because we have the All-Star break. Um, Starting with the Calgary Flames visiting the Boston Bruins. Easy money here? Yeah, I think so, but I'm going to play it safe here. I mean, the odds aren't the greatest just to pick the Bruins to win, but I'm kind of hesitant to make pick them to win by two. You never know how teams are going to come out of the break, but this should be a slam dunk win for the Bruins at home against the Flames team who just traded their number one center over the All-Star break in Elias Lindholm, a Flames team that was really struggling prior to the All-Star break. I mean, they meet, beat Chicago in their last game prior to the all-star break, but right, that's a Chicago team. That's probably the worst in the league, given their roster right now with all the injuries they're dealing with, but they've lost four previous to that. So I bet MGM, if you pick the Bruins to win, they're paying 1.53 to one, not the best odds, but I think it's a definitely a safe play and, you know, very, very likely you're going to get paid on this one. So um, that's what I'd stick to. I think the flames, it's just going to be more and more. We're going to all, Zadorov left earlier. Lindholm just left. I think Tanev's on the block. You know, some more guys might go. So right now it's like they're looking around the room who's next, and it's tough to win games like that, especially when you're playing teams like the Boston Bruins, who they've won seven of eight, the Bruins. And the Bruins, once again, they just find a way to get it done. Yeah, the the lack of center depth hasn't affected them too much. Honestly, Big reason for that is Brad Marchand's picked up a lot of the slack left by Bergeron's absence. He's been red hot recently, too. Yeah, uh, and I really like him in the player prop market tonight. Um, Not just as a player prop, though, but in the same game parlay. If you go to BetMGM, while the odds for the Bruins just to win the game, if you're a guy that's looking for, if you're somebody who's looking to get paid out on really good odds and just paying the Bruins to, just betting the Bruins to win doesn't return enough on your investment. Check out this same game parlay at BetMGM. The Bruins to win over five and a half goals and Brad Marchand to score. Marchand has scored in four of his last five games. You pick those three together, Bruins to win over five and a half goals and Brad Marchand to score. You're going to get paid 4.8 to one. So 48 bucks on a $10 bet, 96 bucks on a $20 bet. But my safe play here at BetMGM is picking the Bruins to win on the money line, 1.53 to one. Can't disagree with you there. Um, now, next up, the Dallas Stars are visiting the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, this is speaking of easy money. This kind of seems like that. that that's uh, easy money territory. Sabers are pretty brutal. The Stars, man, like the Stars are just—they're a wagon, especially on the road. Very similar to the first game we just spoke about, Boston and Calgary. Just two teams. Look, it's the NHL. Anybody can win any night, but. Dallas just sh- should stomp out the star- stars. Here's one for you. They haven't played yet this year. The last time they met last year, Dallas beat them 10 to 4 in, their, in the last meeting they played each other. So um, Dallas really doesn't have too much problem with Buffalo. In fact, in their last five head to head meetings in Buffalo, Dallas has won four of those by a combined score of 24 to 13. So they're averaging about five goals per game in Buffalo mm-hmm. in their last five games there. Um, Dallas is a great road team. They're the third best road team in the league. Um, only four teams in the league have more losses in regulation at home than Buffalo. So I'm taking the stars on the puck line here. I'm taking them to win by two goals on the road, 2.55 to one, 
pretty nice odds. Um, Buffalo also has a couple depth injuries they're dealing with. Um, Jack Quinn had, is it Jack? I believe Quinn. Yeah. The last, he just came back yeah. from injury, started playing well. He missed the first 30, 35 games of the year. I mean, this guy was a great rookie for them last year. He's out again. Um, the defenseman, uh, Matias Samuelson is out oh, for the clear. rest of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, these, these aren't their top line players, but these are second pair defensemen, you know, second and third line forwards. And, Buffalo's just down in the dumps right now as a team anyway. This is just a lost year for them. Let's call it what it is. And I think Dallas is going to take full advantage tonight. Tage Thompson's usually the silver lining for Buffalo, but he's got one point in his last seven games. Does he break that tonight? No, I'm actually, my bet here is to bet against Tage Thompson in the player prop market. Bet okay. him to go under 0.5 points. As you just mentioned, one point in his last seven, pointless in his last four, He's paying 2.15 to one to, to get under zero point. So to be held pointless, he's paying 2.15 to one. And uh, he struggled with some injuries this year, but man, Tage really broke out last year. He was mm -hmm. looking like he was on the cusp of superstardom, like joining like the elite of the elite in this league. And it just hasn't happened. I don't know what your take on that is, but um, yeah. I'm leaning against him in the player prop market tonight. And I will say this, a lot of sports books don't offer unders on player points. I bet MGM you have the luxury of studying these unders of players that are struggling and bettering the under. A lot of sports books won't offer that. So take the under here and you're lucky at bet MGM that they offer these under props. Absolutely. I think just back to the Tage thing, I think what happened is I still think he's a fantastic player and I don't think that was necessarily like a silver, like I don't think that was an anomaly. Like I, I think he can produce at a high level. I think the problem for Buffalo is this year's just been a disaster for a couple of yeah. reasons. But you know the goaltending situation. I think it was stupid they had Levi up. I think that they haven't built this team to win. Like la like last year they had no expectations, and then they were kind of in the thick of it, um, and that kind of helped things. But th their team just isn't. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I love the deals they signed, but maybe there's some complacency with like Darlene and some of those guys that signed big tickets. Who knows? But I think Tage will, will turn it around, but there's no doubt that this year has been a weird one. And he's not the only one. I think that's the problem with the Sabres this year. Not only has Tage underperformed, but all of the guys that had great seasons last year have underperformed this year. Up front, Dylan Cousins as well has had been nowhere near as productive as he was last year on D Owen power. Hasn't really taken that next step. Darlene's still having a good season, but he had an incredible season last year. So, um, Tage Thompson's not the only one, but he's struggled. It's been difficult for him this year. And I'm leaning towards the under based on his recent performances in the player prop market tonight. Absolutely. Um, next up the Vancouver Canucks fresh off an all-star break that saw them add some big reinforcements yeah. are heading to the Carolina Hurricanes. This is interesting because this is an Elias Lindholm game for a lot of reasons. Not only is this <laughs> his first game as a Canuck, but I don't know if you remember when he was first traded away from Carolina to Calgary and he returned to Carolina, he did the storm surge very, very emphatically in their face after beating them. So maybe he's a bit of extra motivation there as well. Yeah, I'd watch out for him in the player prop market tonight. Over 0.5 points, Elias Lindholm, 1.9 to 1 against his former team. Um, in regards to the game, 
I really struggle to bet against Vancouver just because they burned me a lot earlier in the year when I did bet against them. It seemed like they were winning every game. Um, I'm taking Carolina though. Having said that, okay. Carolina has been is 11 two and one since Christmas. Only the Edmonton Oilers have a better points percentage since Christmas. Oilers haven't lost the game, obviously. Um, so only the Oilers have a better points percentage than the Hurricanes since Christmas. They have played once this year. Um, Carolina lost 4-3 to Vancouver. That game was in Vancouver. A little bit of revenge here, I think, will be in store. You know, this is a good Carolina team. They know when they play good teams. They're up to the task. And if they lose them, they'll want to get them back. So we might see a bit of an adjustment as well when it comes to Lindholm fitting in with the Canucks. Typically a center, he's going to slot in with Elias Pedersen on the wing, it looks like. That's what everything's pointing towards. So I just think this is uh, Carolina's game to take right here. But I wouldn't shy away from taking Lynn Holm in the player prop market. I'm sure the teammate, his teammates will be looking for him. Looks like he's going to get be right on the first unit power play to start as well. I just think uh, Carolina at home, looking for revenge, playing so well lately. They've taken four of the last five head-to-heads between these two in Carolina. Give me the home side at 1.7 to 1. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, that's interesting. I think that Carolina, as much as they had a weird start to the year, they have been red hot recently. But I also think they have a bit of a morale boost in the sense that Sveshnikov is close to returning. I think that they're confident in the group they have. Like, they're probably in the best mindset. Where Vancouver, it's like you add Lindholm, but you have to figure some things out up front. Like it's not like a yeah. slam dunk. It's all going to gel cohesively. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't I, for me personally, I would, I would prefer a three headed monster down the middle um, and, you know, sort the wingers as best you can, but I would pr- prefer a three headed monster down the middle with JT Miller, Elias Pedersen and Eli- Elias Lindholm, Elias Elias. I don't know why they're both Swedish and they're pronounced different ways, their first names, but um yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. We saw the Maple Leafs last year when they added Ryan O'Reilly at the deadline, really wrestle with going with a three-headed monster or moving Tavares to the wing. Um, so it might take some figuring out. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's why I like uh, – that's another reason why I like Carolina tonight. For sure. Next up, the Winnipeg Jets are visiting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jets are getting a big boost. Mark Shifley is back from injury. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Penguins are uh, – yeah, they're bad this year, and I think we forget about it. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Penguins, man. I don't know. Like, they just signed Yessi Pugliarvi, so I don't know. That's if a he's throwback. Got, yeah, I don't know if he's got maybe a little bounce back in him. Um, he was dealing with a serious injury, so he's ready to play now. I don't know if he's going to – I think it'll be a bit before he plays. I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup tonight. I'd be surprised if he was. But um, I like the Jets here. The Jets – haven't lost four in a row all year. They lost two in a row to the Maple Leafs before the All-Star break. And those two came out on the heels of another loss. So they've lost three. And they haven't lost four in a row all year. They're getting Shifley back, like you said. It's perhaps the healthiest they've been all year. They've also added Sean Monaghan from the Habs. They also made an addition over the since their last game. So... This is about as healthy and deep as they've been all year. I think they'll snap the losing streak in. Pittsburgh, I don't like the Jets. I don't think the Jets are going to lose four in a row. And Pittsburgh just hasn't got it done this year. Jets are playing pretty good. They're the underdogs here. They're paying 1.95 to 1 on the money lineup at MGM. They're the second best road team in the NHL as well. So um, I don't see a reason to bet against them here. Only two teams in the NHL 
have won fewer games than Pittsburgh in the new year. So, and those are Los Angeles and Chicago. So, hey, can Pittsburgh turn it around? They no. better turn it around soon, but I don't think they it's going to start this tonight. Year. It, they can. I, like, I think we're at the point now we have to discuss, like, Pittsburgh is not making the playoffs this year. Like, I, I, I think you got to throw your money on that. The odds are pretty good, too. The odds are incredible. I'm shocked at the odds, to be honest with you. So Pittsburgh is 1.67 to 1 to make the playoffs and 2.2 to 1 to if you choose them not to make the playoffs. And but why? I, I don't get why they're... I have it, no it, idea, Jay. It's beyond me. It's beyond I have me. no idea. I mean, you look at your locks in the East. I think, I, I'll, I think I'm going to add Tampa to my locks list here. So you got Buffalo. I mean, sorry, Buffalo. Not Buffalo. Boston, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, I, I would say. And then Carolina, New York. Um, that's six. And then I guess you have two spots available in the Metro. Or one spot and then a wild card spot. I mean, Detroit's really pushing for the last wild card spot. So who's going to get the third playoff spot in the Metro is the first question. Um, and then... If you don't think Pittsburgh is going to get that third spot, will they have enough to get the final wild card spot? I don't know. What do you think? Who's going to who's 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 your pick for third in the Metro first? So third third of the Metro, um, I would say first of all, I would probably go. I said Philly before, but I would say the Islanders right now are my top pick. Okay, to go yeah. to go third of the Metro, and then you know I just. I cannot see a scenario where the devil, like the devils aren't doing great. I think that it's very possible. They'll make the playoffs, but the idea that like Pittsburgh would finish ahead of them, doesn't sit right with me. I just can't see it. And I think that while Pittsburgh, they have a lot of games in hand, like they have four games in hand from the Rangers and Philly and all that stuff. Look at the team this year. They're not playing good hockey. The games in hand is great, but they're like, does anyone have trust in Tristan Jari? Does anybody think their defense can, really hunkered down like their offense is pretty limited they have no bottom six i don't see it i really do not see it and i don't think they're gonna they can't load up the deadline they have no assets yeah so and and the rumor is at the that the rumor has been are they gonna sell yeah are they gonna trade jake gensel not probably should so um i think especially for those odds 2.2 to 1 I think that's a really good bet right now. Look, I, I have a difficult time betting against Crosby, but look, they, they choked yeah. away a playoff spot last year. They had it in their grasp, and they lost the last two games of the season to Chicago and another sorry team. I couldn't, I can't even remember now. And they had it in their hands, and they gave away. So this year, it doesn't look like they're going to have it in their hands. Are they going to make the push? They got to turn things around really quickly, and for yeah. those odds, I would say – Bet 2.2 to 1. Bet it while you can. I bet in jam for yeah. them not to make the playoffs. I agree. Like the, the thing, the problem is I don't want to bet against Crosby. And like Crosby's having an insane season. He's an ageless wonder. But the entire, like the whole roster right now, it's not even compared. Like I don't think Sid can himself elevate this entire team. Look at yeah. what's happening now with Edmonton. They're going this crazy run, right? But there's McDavid and Dreisaitl. Sid doesn't have that running mate right now. Like Malkin is not what he used to be. Gensel is a, a great, great scorer, but he's not going to drive your team, you know, really propel it. Like they, they're a bad team. Like Pittsburgh is a bad team. And I would completely agree. Bet for them to miss the playoffs. It's good value there.
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, the Philadelphia Flyers are visiting the Florida Panthers. <laughs> Man, honestly, Panthers, they're they're gaining some big time ground recently. Yeah, Florida. Talk about two teams going in opposite opposite directions. And you mentioned I think Philly's sliding. If anybody was picking Philly yeah. to make the playoffs two weeks or a month ago, I think that a lot of those straight. people I think a lot of those people are thinking again like against it right now. Like you said, they Me lost too. five straight. On the other hand, Florida's 13-2-2 over their last 17. So Insane. I like the Panthers to win in a big way at home tonight. I'm going to take them on the puck line to win by two goals, minus one and a half. 2.2 to 1 odds at BetMGM. Flyers are just – they've been successful by being a defensively cohesive group this season, mm-hmm. and that's not working right now. They've given up 27 goals over this five-game skid. As well, they had the goaltending duties split between Carter Hart and rookie Sam uh, Erson. And right now, it's all Erson's crease in. He stumbled. He's stumbled since Carter Hart has left, has taken his leave from the team for re- reasons that we won't go into. But um, I just think, yeah, this is a good opportunity to jump on Florida. Florida's won five of six of the last six between these two teams in Florida. Philly's defense is just defensive play. They're just not what they were earlier in the year. They're giving up a ton of goals. So I think Florida's going to take advantage tonight. They won four in a row, red hot in their last 17, 13, two and two. Take them on the puck line, 2.2 to one. And there is somebody who was kind of quiet earlier in the year who's ramping up his play right now. You knew it was going to happen. Matthew Gachuk, I think he's I think he's rested after uh, the hangover from last year where he was playing with like half an arm. Um, Matthew Kuchuk yeah. is heating up, and I would agree this is the time to maybe pick an anytime goal score bet on him. Yeah, and Matthew Kuchuk picked it up in the second half of last season too, especially the last quarter of the year. That's what got him. He was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a Hart Trophy candidate, uh, a finalist last year. He's in the top three, and uh, he finished with 109 points. He's been crazy hot of late. I'm not only taking him, uh, forget the points, prop. let's go for him to score like you said tonight. Anytime goal scorer, Matthew Kachuk, 2.65 to 1. Goals in three of his last four games. He's got 11 goals in his last 13 games overall. Really slow start to the year, but he's picking it up like crazy now. I mean, you take in, obviously you can't just take his last 13 games, but if you did, he'd be on a 68 goal pace right now. So bet him to score again tonight, 11 in his last 13, 2.65 to 1 as an anytime goal scorer tonight. If you want to hear something crazy, he's almost a goal per game in the new year. He has 11 goals in his last 13 games. Like, yeah. this is a red hot score. I agree. Take, I mean, everyone's talking about Sam Reinhardt, and that guy is genuinely a over a goal per game in the new year. But Kachuk, too, man, he's heating up. And Samuel Erson, he's uh, struggling to tread water. So it's a good bet. Yeah. You add all those ingredients together, it adds up to a big Florida win and possibly a big night for Kachuk. And a big night for your bet if you listen to our advice, um, hopefully. <laughs> the next up, we'll have the Montreal Canadiens visiting the Washington Capitals. Capitals uh, lost some depth. Evgeny Kuznetsov just entered the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. Kuz was really having a tough year as it was. Um, it but was, yeah, yeah, all the best to him as he uh, enters the program. But the Capitals now are down a center. They had a couple injuries, too, to begin with. Ovi is... Uh, one step away from a personal care home. He's just absolutely uh, out of it this year. Montreal's 
like genuinely one of my least favorite teams to watch on TV this year. And that's hard because there are some bad teams this year. What do we make of this semi toilet bowl? Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the underdog here. I'm going to take the Canadians on the road on the money line paying 2.25 to one. You know, what's really funny though. We talked about Pittsburgh to make the playoffs and the odds for them not to make the playoffs. They're plus odds paying 2.2 to one Washington is a point or two off and has similar amount of games played as Pittsburgh for them to bet them not to make the playoffs though. They're 1.11 to one. So the odds makers are saying Washington has no chance, but they think Pittsburgh will make it, which strikes me as odd, but I think, I think Washington has overachieved this year. Um, They were playing a sound defensive game under new coach Spencer Carberry. But at this point, I mean, they got Dylan Strom as their top center. Kuznetsov's gone. Um, Like, who are their centers? Like, this is not – this team should be selling like crazy. Not saying that Montreal's good, but Montreal's – Montreal, there's no – Montreal's got motivation because I think losing Sean Monaghan, like, that's going to piss anyone off. That's going to suck. Yeah. That sucks for a team realizing, okay, like, they're selling, you know – there, there's a bit of fire there. Whereas Washington, like their centers are Dylan Strom, Carl McMichael, and then you got Michael Scarbosa, who's an AHL journeyman. Like, I mean, good AHL player, but never stuck in the end. And then Nick Doubt, who will probably get sold for like an arm and a leg at the deadline. Like they're they're thin. They are a yeah. thin hockey team. Super thin. I just, yeah. Uh, so I like the Habs here tonight. Um, Washington's lost four straight as well. Um Montreal's won the last two meetings between the two. So I think Washington needs to do what Montreal just did with Monaghan. I mean, I think that's a really good return by Montreal to get a first rounder for Sean Monaghan. I hope Mm -hmm. Monaghan succeeds in Winnipeg, but I mean, that's a great, Montreal wasn't making the playoffs. So that's a great return for them. I don't know what Washington you get for their guys, but Max Pacioretty, Anthony Mantha, um, I don't know who else they could make available that, you know, who they want to keep and who they, I don't think you're going to get much for a TJ Oshie because he's got another, he's a big ticket with another year left on his contract, but Pacioretty, Anthony Mantha, maybe you can get, I don't know if you can get a first rounder, but you should be able to get a second rounder. Maybe a ta- you got to start, you got to start getting rid of these guys who are on expiring contracts that, because nothing's going to happen for you this year. Sorry. Hey. Listen, if you're picking the half site, though, I don't think it's going to be a crazy shootout game. Maybe, maybe it will. But, like, you look at Montreal's bottom six, it's basically the Laval Rocket. Like, this yeah. is a terrible. But the one outlier is Josh Anderson, who um, he's almost like a like a concept more than an actual thing. Like, I feel like he like the, like a, he's more of an abstract than a constant. It's always like, oh, Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson. But the guy's, like, always banged up. He hasn't really been consistent for, like, years now we're going on. Um, yeah. I take it we should ride that wave and kind of bet for him not to, to get a point or. Yeah. He was great for them during that Stanley cup run, but I'm taking him ago. in the play. Yeah. I'm taking him in the player prop, prop market to go under 0.5 points. So to be held pointless, the R's aren't amazing. They're 1.55 to one, but they should be like 1.2 to one. The guy's yeah. only got points in two of his last 11 games. He has not yeah. produced he didn't score his first goal of the year to like the 25th or 30th game this year. I don't know what it was. So And he's playing um, with scrubs yeah, too. Yeah. And I would say if you're Montreal, I know this guy is was like a heart and soul. He's a tough guy. I would definitely look at trading him. I think he has yeah, one year. Contract. I don't know if you can. 
But how many how many more years does he have? I don't think he has a big contract. I think he's making about four per year. No, I'm pretty sure it's something like five. Okay, maybe Connor can look that up for us, our producer Connor. But it's yeah, it's a five point five million cap hit for after this year. There's three more years. Whoa! Modify no move too. Oh, oh he's yeah, got he's, three he's more anchor. years left on his deal. My bad. Anchor. Um. Okay, let's let's just uh, take Josh Anderson in the under points market tonight to be held pointless. One point five five to one. I know the odds aren't great, but I think considering like I, highly likely he's going to be held pointless. I think thought the odds would be worse. My bad. I thought that his contract was lower, and I didn't know he had that kind of term. That that yeah. one's going to bite them unless they can trade it and eat some of the contract. That. Because, like you said, he's always banged up. He plays a physical game. He's not yeah. a guy that's going to get better with age. He's, you know what I mean? So No, absolutely. He is um, a player you'd want on your team in the playoffs, though, but not at that ticket. I don't know if this current version of him you want in your playoffs. I think that that's a legacy thought. Like, I, I don't think Josh Anderson is a very good hockey player right now. Like, if you Even if you retain somehow, which, if you're Montreal, why are you retaining all that money for three years? That just doesn't seem wise. Um well, then again, doesn't have, it's not wise to have on your roster anyways. But like the last couple of years, like, yes, he had 20 goals last year. And that was in like 69 games. So it could have been paced for closer to 25, whatever. But like, I think that the version you're seeing now is like just an example of like he's really on the decline. Okay, I, I wouldn't bank on a, a bounce back or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that he's been pretty overrated in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you, but I think if I was a playoff, I mean, not at 5.5 million, not, I mean, at half that, I would definitely take a flyer. If Montreal offered a deal with 50% retained to a team and you didn't have to give a huge asset in return, I would take a player like Josh, Josh Anderson personally, because keep in mind, I'm a Leafs fan and we never have players like that. So um, fair enough. I think those guys pay dividends in the playoffs, you know, so we'll see. We'll see, though. I mean, he's not going to be playing the playoffs unless he gets out of Montreal. Yeah, that's so a true. move point. Um, next up, Colorado Avalanche are visiting the New Jersey Devils. Um, yeah, like this is this is an interesting one for me, uh, mainly because I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the press release from the Devils about Jack Hughes? From... It was worded like a text. It was like uh, Jack is like heading home for the All Star game. He really wants to get ready to play again. Like, do you see that one? It was hilarious. I did not see that. Is that like recent? Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was, it was like, I'll read to you. It was news. Jack went home to Jersey last night after participating in Thursday's draft, Thursday's draft and Friday's media hits. He was extremely honored to be a part of all-star weekend, especially sharing with his brother. He's really close to returning and want to get back. So he could got cut off there. Like this is not like a text. That is kind of weird. Oh, he That's could true. continue to focus on the rest of the devil season. That was a genuine press release. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what Jack Hughes' actual health status is? Um, Devils are a weird team right now in general. Do you see a shoot? Like, do you still see it being one of those high-powered scoring games you'd expect from these teams, or will it be different? I, I do. I think it's going to be a lot of goals. In my understanding, is Hughes isn't playing tonight, but I, I don't know. With that cryptic text... PR message, what's going to happen? Yeah. But regardless of if he plays, no, I don't it, think Hughes is playing. Yeah. Jack Hughes isn't playing. Yeah. So regardless of if, uh, yeah, he's not playing. So the Devils still put the puck in the net and can't keep the puck out. 
So I think I love the over bet here, over six and a half goals. I'm glad it, the over underline wasn't at seven, which I thought it'd be. Over six and a half goals pays a nice 1.87 to one. Um, in 97 combined games by these two teams played this season, they've gone under the betting betting line just 38% of the time. So these teams both hit the over and hit it often. They rank second, Colorado ranks second, New Jersey ranks, ranks eighth in goals per game on offense. On the flip side, defensively, Colorado ranks 16th and New Jersey 28th in goals allowed per game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to see goals. I think we're going to see guys shot out of the cannon um, coming out of the all-star break here. The last two meetings between these two have featured 6-3 and 7-5 score lines. So I love the over bet here. Um, over six and a half goals, 1.871 at bet MGM. Yeah, I do too. And I also I love the over, but honestly, I, I could also see being a lopsided one where – Colorado just like drop seven. I would not be surprised or drops like five or yeah. Whatnot. Well, if they drop seven, they'll hit the over on their own. Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I could see it. Like I think that Colorado's dialed in. Nate Mack is like very safe, guaranteed to score a point. So is McCarr. And as we said, Devils goaltending, that's a kryptonite all year. Um, yeah. And also and- another guy for Colorado too, Joe Druin, becoming a bit more relevant these days. Well, he's playing on the top line with Ma- with McKinnon and Rantanen, and he's been on the first power play unit. So yeah. I love, if you're looking at a player prop, you look at McKinnon and Rantanen, their points lines are usually, they got to get two points for you to get paid. But Duran just has to get a single point. His, if he gets over 0.5 points tonight, he's going to pay 1.8 to 1. So I love that bet when he's playing uh, with those two guys. And like, like you said, if Colorado's going to score seven goals or five goals and, you know, just – score out well tonight Duran's probably going to factor in there so take him in the points mark player prop market tonight over 0.5 points at bet mgm for jonathan Duran pays 1.8 to 1 yeah i like those odds especially i mean especially on the power play too i mean i wouldn't go as far to say to bet on a power play point but i i like those odds there especially with his deployment that's for sure um last game we'll get to the edmonton oilers are visiting the Vegas Save the best Bulls. for last Best for last. Yeah, it's nice. I, we usually sometimes end with like the worst game, so I'm glad that we're getting into a, a good matchup here. Um, Oilers at the Vegas Golden Knights. Defending champs are hosting the NHL's hottest team. What are we thinking? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope people like – I like the over here. So if you, want, if you want me to pick because the Oilers are going – I think they tie the record if they win tonight. Is that correct? They tie the yes. record for most wins in a row. So if if I was forced like be like, come on, just pick a winner – I, I wouldn't I won't bet against the Oilers. I'm not gonna bet against the yeah. team that's been winning right now. But my favorite here is once again to pick the over. The line's set at six goals. So even the sports books are taking note of the way the Oilers have had success recently. And that's mm-hmm. with good decent defense. They've been hitting the under with regularity. But Vegas and Edmonton over under six goals. Give me the over all day. All day, yeah. Jacob. It's paying 1.83 to one. They these two teams, their last 10 head to meet head meetings, they have gone over under six goals just once. Mm-hmm. So 10% of the time they've gone under six goals. So give me the goals here. The star is going to be out in full force. And yes, Edmonton's got it done with defense lately. But when the line is six goals between these two teams, I definitely think it's going to go over. Vegas has gone over six goals in three of their last four. Um, and like I said, the head to head meetings between these two, and that includes playoff games when things are tighter, 
They mm-hmm. score more goals. They score goals. Yep. So I, I really like the over here between these two teams. Yeah, to make me pick a winner for the game, though, I would pick Edmonton. Yeah, I can't. I can't bet against the Oilers right now. That's for sure. I mean, speaking of the goals too, the over under, like Vegas definitely is a team that needed an All Star break. They needed a reset. Like they, they not even just from a health perspective, but I think that that team was really beating each other up and was really down themselves. But they still have you know high powered weapons that can score and get them out of the rut. But let's get to here's what I want to know. Vegas, like I asked you this, I think it was last week or no, a couple weeks ago. Do you still see them as a contender? I do. I mean, they're so not then the odds big. are pretty good for you, my friend. Yeah, they are 15 to one. Edmonton's down to nine to one. They're the Crazy. second betting favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Vegas is 15 to one. So is Colorado eight to one. Colorado's eight and a half to one as the favorite. Okay. So just slightly above Edmonton. But um, look, I don't think I don't think Vegas is going to win the cup again. But fifteen to one odds. Wait till they're fully healthy and firing. They still got the depth. They still got the players. And maybe some of these injuries and time off will actually benefit these players in the long run. So, I mean, that's a pretty good bet. Fifteen to one on Vegas to win the cup. Um, so something to consider. Oilers are down to nine to one. I know you're all in on the Oilers right now. So. Also, you know, anybody to win the cup now is good odds. There's no team that's like that's four true. to one huge favorite. So yeah. anybody you're picking, but I'm surprised that Vegas is so low in those odds at 15 to one personally. And Connor McDavid, by the way, by the way, in the Hart Trophy odds is five to one. He had seven points in his last two games before the all-star break. We're talking about the over-under line is at six goals. I mean, this guy might get six points on his own tonight. So um, keep an eye on Connor McDavid in the future market for the Hart Trophy too. If you like him, if you think he's going to do it, bet him now. Because yeah, I don't think the odds are going to get any longer than 5-1. This five is your last one. warning. We've been yeah. telling you, if you like the McDavid odds, take it. But now 5-1. to one, Those could even shrink, man, honestly. At they are going to shrink. I think yeah. they will shrink. So seven points in his last two. I mean, that, it's, it's just McDavid, it's make McDavid doing McDavid things, right? So 100%. Um, all right. Well, that caps off today's show. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.